Hey, it's the Simple Cocktails Podcast with Greg and Lisa Mays. This is our exploration of drinking well, entertaining, and cocktail making. And this is Season 3, Episode 8, More Gin. <laughs> so 15 minutes is not long enough to talk about gin in no. my book. There's, there's plenty more time and lots more that we can talk it's, about. It's, would you say it's one of the most popular spirits of, uh, in the world? I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Unfortunately, well, all I, the only numbers I have is from America. Okay. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode, but it's, it's kind of interesting because what you see is you see gin being like the cocktail spirit. Right. Right? At the turn of the century turn of, not this century, but last century. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, we turned a couple centuries. We did. Uh, so you see gin being like the cocktail spirit. All the great cocktails are made with gin. Right. We're going to make one today from 1862. Oh, yay. Okay? Yay. You're excited about that. Yes. Stop saying yay, yay. <laughs> so anyway, you see, you see gin being the cocktail spirit. You see it fall out of favor during Prohibition and all that. Okay. And then it never really comes back. Really? As, as much as cocktail people want to say, like, oh, yeah, the gin revival, because right. there's so many new gins, gin remains the worst selling of the six spirits. base spirits. Really? It's outsold by vodka. It's outsold by whiskey. It's outsold by tequila. It's outsold by brandy. What's the other one I'm missing? Gin, vodka, tequila, brandy. Scotch. Oh, rum. It's outsold oh, by rum. Whiskey, scotch. So gin is on the bottom of the list. So while it may be the darling of the craft cocktail world, right. it's still, I mean, the number is barely moving. That's fascinating because I want to say when I go to craft cocktail bars and their little menu of, of what they're making that day or right. whatever, it's it's filled with gin cocktails. Yeah, because and a lot of it is because they're just looking up the old recipes, right? which it's, I'd say half of them are like gin cocktails, sometimes even more, right? depending on the source. And so while that is true, the number hasn't moved enough. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember when I showed you, there was a while back where they were like, there's a resurgence in vinyl record sales. Yes. Remember? Yes. And there was, so there was this chart. It was like vinyl records in the 70s. I'm holding my hand up as high as I can, okay. right? <laughs> and then it was like, okay, one, the advent of CDs, it was like down here near right. the table. And they're like, oh, there's a giant resurgence in vinyl record sales. And it was basically, I'm tipping my fingers right. up a little bit. So it was like they have doubled in the last 20 or 30 years, but not doubled. It can't get back to to where it was. So that's Um, sort of, that's the gin renaissance right now is, uh, you know, kind of tip your fingers up and that's where it's going, right? There's a lot of pride in gin though. There is, yeah. And gin, here's, here's the other secret. Along with the supposed gin renaissance, there's also a distillery renaissance, Right? Okay. Uh, opening a distillery is the new opening a brewery. It is. And we see that here in Albuquerque. I think we're getting close to uh, our limit of how many breweries we can open. <laughs> so we're opening distilleries. And we got a handful of them in, right. this, in this city alone. And we got several around the state. Right. Uh, which you can find in my book, New Mexico Cocktail. <laughs> Clever man. I just, I just, I just thought of that. <laughs> so, but anyway, the, so here's the thing. When you open a distillery... What can you sell at day one of your new distillery? You, you have two choices, right. vodka and gin. Right. Or you could 
try to make a fancy moonshine or something, but it's really going to be vodka and gin. So the gin renaissance is also a distillery renaissance. It is. It's we opened a distillery. Oh, shoot. What do we sell? How do we make money right. while this uh, ages and right. becomes delicious whiskey? And, and I'm not going to tell any names, but there have been distillers that I've spoken to who were like, yeah, we made all that, but we really just want to make bourbon. You know what I mean? <laughs> So like, they'll, they'll come all that, to that stuff conclusion. we've been making and pushing and selling for the last but what four we really years, want to do right? <laughs> well that, so, that makes sense yeah so it's that's sort of where we're at okay so while we technically have a gin renaissance it's it's not nearly the renaissance you would think it would be okay so here's here's just a number for you just for funsies we talked about the gin craze in london right a little bit right uh you know there's a photo gin What's it called? Gin Lane or something? Yeah, it's it's where you it makes know, me like sad to look. Mothers at it. holding their babies and like dropping them in the street. You know, everybody's drunk. Yeah. So it was estimated. You want to talk about a gin renaissance? It was estimated that each person in England at the time drank eleven gallons of gin a year. Oh wow! Right now, that's drinking gin. Right. And and what doctors at the time would say is um, I would say you should have a half cup of gin three times a day. To what? To help you sleep, help you wake up. It has health benefits. Help you walk. It's medicine. Okay. Right? <laughs> now, uh, what, you, what you're not doing is the math on that. How much is a half cup of gin? That's four ounces. Uh-huh. It's almost three shots. Yeah. And so they're saying you should have three shots of gin three, three times, times a, a day. day. Right. Wow. So that was the real heyday of gin. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have to say that back to the record analogy, right? It's it's just a little tilt in the barrel here. We're, and maybe that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's be okay with that. You don't want to be back to the 11 gallons no, a year approach? No, not. <laughs> wow. That's, that's fascinating. So the, the question to ask about gin is why is gin so important for cocktails? Right. Vodka has been made probably as long as gin. Mm-hmm. But it really didn't make its way out of Russia and those countries uh, when gin had already kind of burst through, right? Right. A lot of it, here's here's part of a reason that I can give you, is one of the big cocktail towns was London. Right. And they were already making gin, right. right? And gin was a plenty, obviously. Again, 11 gallons a year. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And and we took a lot of our cocktail stuff from from the British. We did. And, and we made our own. Right. We the most famous gin cocktail in the world is an American invention, the, the martini. martini. Right. So good job. I should have just let you say that because you did it so well. <laughs> you didn't trust. I didn't. My knowledge, I was, but I did pull through. Well, I do this thing where <laughs> I say something and then I look at you like, "Do you know?" And then I have to get a read in about two seconds if you do know. <laughs> And if I don't get the read, then I just answer it. Yeah. You, you know me well. Thanks. It's like we've been married a long time. It, it's, yeah, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so why use gin in cocktails? The best answer I have is because of its flavor. Right. Gin is flavorful. And okay. it's unique. And it has a, a interesting profile. If you were to make something, uh, a vodka martini... The thing that gives it its flavor, really, is... The garnish or the, garnish, the vermouth. The coldness, the vermouth. Right. But uh, if you were to compare a gin martini with a vodka martini, it's a very different it flavor is. profile. One of them is quite flavorful and the other not so much. And that's kind of the point. Right, right. So that's the biggest reason that gin is such a backbone in cocktails, is it was the prominent spirit when cocktails were becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's also so much more flavorful. It's got such a wide flavor. And the really cool thing about the gin renaissance, which we can, you know, say exists, right? The cool thing about it is we have such a wide variety of flavors in gin itself. It is, yeah. And so that's really cool. I So I read something. I'm going to read this because this really helped me understand a little bit more. So we're talking about dry gin and all that last time. This talks about three gin ingredients and how they affect the flavor. So this is really helpful. This is from uh, Gin, A Global History by Leslie Jacob Solomonson. It is juniper that imparts a characteristic somewhat akin to fresh pine. This makes a gin dry, which essentially means it's unsweetened. The more juniper, the drier the gin. Right. Okay. To add any citrus, whether citrus peel or otherwise, any other piece of citrus, creates a fruitier, sweeter gin, and so it's not dry in the textbook terms. Okay. So a big popular, um, one of the big ones is like uh, Bombay Sapphire. Mm -hmm. That's a big, heavy citrus gin. Coriander offers an elegant but powerful lemon-slash-orange character without the sweetness imparted by citrus, and it balances out the juniper. All right. Which is really interesting to me. uh, I'm not going to make any claims for this company, but there's a a gin called Big Gin out of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And it has this really, it has like a spicy orange profile. And I'm I'm curious if it's because of the coriander, coriander right. which is balancing that out. So it's it's super good. It's like it's like a fall gin, I I say. So this is interesting because I could have swore that the only there was only two kinds of gins. Yeah, there was the piney and then the citrusy. I didn't yeah. know that uh, coriander was part of that. Yeah, it's part of the equation. But the the crazy thing is these are three of the most common botanicals. But there's so many more. There is. Right? Yeah, uh, there Bombay is. Sapphire has 10 botanicals listed on the side. It tells you all of them. Right. Which, which is that one spirit that has like a lot? Was it monkey? Oh, monkey, monkey 47, but I don't think it's 47 That's what botanical. I thought. Maybe it is. Okay. A lot of them have tons. I yeah. mean, to the point where they don't even tell you how many they have. It's so it's complex. Like 28 botanicals. Uh, maybe, maybe you're thinking of chartreuse, which has like a hundred and something. I think so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a different Chartreuse show. is really similar to gin, though, okay. in many ways, because it's like this herbal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also sweetened. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at with gin and why gin is significant for cocktails. Um, because when you used to drink, people wanted to taste the alcohol. They right. were used to the taste of it. And we've kind of fallen away from that. Yeah. Right. Once our grandparents' generation got old... All of our parents, they wanted to start drinking beer and wine and vodka, and they sort of got away from the flavor of alcohol, and so that's something we're sort of earning back with this uh, sort of gin renaissance. It's September, and that means Sugarland's Mountain Fest is only a few weeks away, with outdoor sporting, great music, and of course, moonshine. Mountain Fest will be tons of fun in East Tennessee. Find out more at Sugarland's MTN Fest. All right, I'm going to make you do garnishes. Oh my gosh. No pressure. Now I'm shaking. Good. Okay. Uh, I think you're capable. So I've got some uh, cocktail martini glasses. Okay. And I want you to just put a little chunk of lemon. You don't necessarily have to do a big swath. Okay. Maybe a little coin of lemon. So hold it over. Hold it over the glass. Here's the important thing. When you have a peeler and you're trying to garnish a glass, it's important to do the actual peeling over the glass because you get some of those um, flavors that kind of spray out as you're cutting it. So that's what you're going to do. Oh, man, so it smells so good. You're in charge of garnishes. Okay. And we're going to make the oldest cocktail I think I've ever made. 
Oh, goodness. Definitely the oldest one we've ever made on the show. I worry about these old ones because they usually don't have much sweetness. No, I'm pretty excited about this. I okay. think this is going to have everything we need it to have. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Uh, the coffee cocktail comes to mind. Right. Which doesn't have coffee in it. It has port and it tastes like shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably called if we Delicious. made it on the podcast, but it's a, and it has like an egg in it. Yeah. It's, it's a no, funky drink. The one that I always comes to mind is the gin and milk one. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hear exactly what you're saying. Yeah. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to make the gin cocktail, which was made by Jerry Thomas. Jerry Thomas is famous for being kind of the first guy to write cocktail books. Okay. Okay. And uh, I think they called him Professor Cocktail. Oh, hey. Yeah. All right. So 1862 is the first time he wrote down this. The interesting thing, uh, we've talked about this quite a bit lately, but cocktail used to be a specific type of drink. It used to mean a drink with bitters. And so if you got like something, you ordered a margarita, that would be like That's not know, a, cocktail. a sling or something like that. Right. Whereas a cocktail would be a cocktail. So uh, this one is interesting because a lot of the measurements are in dashes. So we're going to go ahead and do dashes of stuff. Oh, I'm not good at that. That's all right. No. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to get started and we're gonna, just going to go in order. So we start with three to four dashes of simple syrup. So three to four dashes of simple syrup. We're putting this in a shaker because we got a little bit of citrus in it. And so we're going to make it nice and cold. Yep. So three to four dashes of simple syrup, which I don't even know how to equate dashes. We'll just, whatever your dash is, my dash is, right? Oh my goodness. So then we're going to do two dashes of bitters. We're going to use Angostura bitters. I just love that flavor of bitters. I think the dirtier your your bitter bottle is, <laughs> the better your cocktails yeah. are. That's my Mine's filthy. You know, like the dirtier your house is, the more creative of a woman you are. Yes. Such yep. an old style proverb, but yeah. Yes. That's that's how I feel the your uh, bitter bottle is. Yeah, I'm gonna be sad when I have to throw it away. Actually, I probably won't. No, it there's grosses this. Me out. There's this bit of there's this <laughs> bit of pride when you finish an entire bottle. That's true. Because that sucker will stay in your cabinet for. Quite Years. a while. That's the, <laughs> that's the big one. I know, there's not much. Ah. I got the big 10-ouncer, so that's a huge one. That cause for celebration. Okay, so uh, three to four dashes simple syrup, two dashes of bitters, two ounces of gin, Okay. and one to two dashes of curacao, orange curacao, which is just an orange liqueur. Mm. Okay. I like curacao. Those give it a little color. Now, Lisa has made our garnish, which is just a little lemon peel piece, mm-hmm. a little coin, as they call it. So a little chunk off, we put it in the glass, and now I'm going to shake it up, and we're going to strain these into these glasses and no see what ice. we think. Of the, no, there's ice in here. Oh, okay. Yeah, of the gin cocktail. I'll just put the ice before. Oh, smart. Show prep. A little show okay. prep, Lisa. All right. <laughs> it's pretty good when your cocktail is just called cocktail. Like that's the name of it. Oh, I know. That's how you know it's really old, right? There's confidence in that. Like, yeah, I, I don't need to name this something just fabulous. Call it the cocktail. Yeah. Right? Someday I'll have a Greg Mays cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of gin did you... I use Frey Ranch, okay. so it's a it's a new Western gin. It's an American gin. It's a little bit sweet, uh, but I think it'll give us some nice fun balance. Citrus forward, you think? Uh, it's actually silly? more like kind of floral, okay, uh, than citrusy. We tasted it last week, remember? Oh yeah, something oh, is floating in there, so I'm going to keep that one. I don't know what that is. It's probably something from the lemon. Might be something from the bitters. I don't know. 
Well, the, so it's boo- the booze killed it. That's yeah. right. It was. It's clean. It's no longer alive. It's clean. That's for sure. Uh, so this is beautiful. It's Look like at a peach it. color. It is peach. And yeah. It has the a little hazy lemon. peach. Nice and cold. Looks pretty great. So let's oh, taste the gin cocktail. Salud. 1862. Cheers. Salud. Yeah, that's good. It does taste kind of old timey. A little yeah. bit. I think it's the gin. That gin, I like that gin. It's very fresh. That's nice. It yeah. is. Yeah. Floral, you're right. I love orange and gin. Mm-hmm. Like, they go together really well. Yeah. yeah you can taste the floral side it's of the gin It's very perfumey. Mm-hmm. I would order this. Mm-hmm. Um, it would really confuse a bartender, I would imagine, if you sat down and said, I'll cocktail. have a gin cocktail. <laughs> and I've looked through my whole liquor book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. what you're asking for. Oh, uh, you got to go back. Do you have a book <laughs> from a, 1862? It's kind of like a it. who's on first scenario it's is a, what will happen. It very much is, yeah. <laughs> it very much is. That's so good. I love gin and orange together. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not enough of that. It looks like the a sunset, you know? It does. I want to make some gin and orange cocktails this winter. Okay. All right, winter? So, yeah. Okay. I feel like orange that's a Orange is kind summer. of a winter thing. No, it's not. Really? It's a fruit of the winter. So, I guess orange and cloves, like Christmas. Okay. All right. So that's all you'll I'm allow. sorry. You said orange and uh, and gin, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's a summer drink. I see. I see. Maybe we'll figure it out. We'll okay. warm it up or something. Right. I'm your yin Hot to your yang. So you are. This is good. I appreciate that, yin. <laughs> You want to do more gin next week? No, this is cool. Let's go to something else. <laughs> You're all right. Let's go. No, I love gin. I'm loving it a lot more than I used to, and I'm I appreciate it. You know, it's the it's the wealth. It's to me, it's like wine. Like just because you taste a wine you don't like doesn't mean you don't like wine. Right. 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 And so that's the big thing. People, oh, I don't like gin. You know, I don't like pine. Yeah. Tastes like pine salt. Yeah. I just like, needed uh, to you find. Gotta try something different. I needed right? to find my right gin, yeah. and I think I think. Uh, yeah, citrus is definitely one, and I need mm-hmm. to just kind of like dive deep into that and see where it takes me. Oh, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. All right, so uh, we, talk, we talked a little bit about gin. We made the gin cocktail. Right. Uh, I would challenge you guys to make it at home. It's a very easy cocktail. It doesn't take a lot of uh, different bottles, and um, I think you'll find it super good. I'm Greg Mays. I'm the managing editor of simplecocktails.net. And I'm Lisa Mays. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheers. Cheers.